Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and verse 31. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God saw everything that he has made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So let's read Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make and help mate for him. So we are looking at these five ways in which the creation of man is different from the creation of animals. And we are looking at the significant. Remember, we are now at point three and four. Number three talks about gender. God, God created the male and God pulled the female out of it. Number four talks about the fact that God created them male and female. We've talked about the gender a lot in the last couple of teaching. Now we are going to go into the sexuality. We want to move on to the significance of the fact that God created them male and female. There are many, many things that both of them are in common. In those things, what a man can do, a woman can do. Or what a man can do, a woman can even do better. But there are some things. With respect to creation, with respect to our physical body, and with respect to our physical existence, there are some things that are peculiar to women. There are some things that are peculiar to men. In some of those things, there may be a stream where a woman may be able to do some of those things, or a man may be able to do some of those things that a woman will do, but those are extreme. Let me let me give you a, an example. For example, there is there is a type of intonation, there is a type of voice that women have and there's a type of voice that men have isn't it men's voice are much more deeper than women's voice but i've seen men i mean that sometimes i call patient up at work and they speak and i think i'm speaking to their wife but this is the man that i'm speaking to and there's some women that actually have baritone voice that have deep voice just like men so what i'm saying is that there are so many characters and traits that are common to both gender but there are some characters that are much more common to one gender than are much more common to another gender. And there are some traits, obviously, that are particularly peculiar to one gender. For example, the female gender in particular. A man will not give birth to a baby, all right? A woman is so wired in her body to, to get pregnant and to give birth to a baby, not just to do that, to be able to breastfeed that baby. And a man cannot do that, no matter how much he tried, okay? It's just not something that a man will be able to do, okay? And this, are so, I'm just saying that the fact is that those are the things that happen. Now, the most important thing is that we must not overlook what both of them can do in common, okay? They are shared character, and, and we must not overlook that, but neither must we overrule or ignore their differences they are different and remember what we said the other time that difference is in this our physical body and is in this our physical existence and the fact that those differences are not to divide us but to unite us those differences are put there by god so that we can work together and fulfill the purpose and and the the plan of god the, 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 you know the owner of the story the owner of the creation god has made us male and female so that we can work together and so that we can fulfill the purpose and the plan of god okay and this is very important and we need this we need this this 
common thing and peculiarity. We need this comparison and contrast. We need this for us to be able to be efficient and effective as individual, as community, as country, as as cities, as nations, as unit, family unit, you know, uh, business unit. We need both gender working together bringing in their peculiarities and bringing in their commonness and their peculiarities to actually work together to fulfill purpose in that particular unit. Unfortunately, there is a strong move in the world today to try and blur these differences as if this is kind of like a disease, as if this is something that is aberrant, as if this is something that is that is that should not be. But what we are saying is that God created us male and female. God created us male and female. And it is very, very important now, like I said, we are moving on to talk about sexuality. It is very, very important that we live on earth as male and as female. And we express ourselves as sexual beings. And this is very, very important. And it is what God has created us to be. Now, let's define sexuality. Sexuality is who we are as male and as female. Sexuality is the whole uh definition is the whole reality of who we are as male and female. Remember what we are saying, that male and femaleness overlap in many ways, but that maleness and femaleness also are different in some few ways. Sexuality is who we are as male and female. And listen to this, what we, what we enjoy, how we enjoy it, whether that is about sex or activities, sexuality encompasses not just our physical body, but sexuality encompasses our attitude, our values, our feelings, our experience. So sexuality is the, the whole maleness and femaleness. What we enjoy, how we enjoy it, whether it's that's about sex or activities, various activities, singing, you know, running, playing football, being in business and all those things, ruling and governing. So it, it, it encompasses all those things. What we enjoy, how we enjoy doing it, what we do, how we do it, you know. And then whether it's about sex or activities, it encompasses attitude, values, feelings, and experiences, and so on and so forth. So God made sexuality the core of our human experiences. And this is very, very important. We experience life as sexual beings. A man and a woman will experience the same thing, but their reaction will be different. A man and a woman, remember what we are saying? We are not saying all the time. We are talking about in some peculiar, important, and peculiar way. A man and a woman may pass through the same experience, and their reaction will be different. The way they, they experience it will be different. And we need to understand that we need to live with each other. Men need to live with women. Both gender, women need, live, need to live with men. Both gender need to live with each other. As we understand that God has wired us differently. There are overlaps, but there are differences. Yes, there are people at the extreme that just seems to be like the other gender. We are not talking about that. But even those, they are in some peculiar way that male are different from from female and this is very important now let's read one or two scripture let's read that genesis chapter 1 verse 27 again so god created man in his own image in the image of god created in him male and female created in them god created them male and female god created us as sexual being genesis chapter 2 verses 23 to 24 
And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my fell, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. Rebook not an elder, but entreat him as a father, the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, the youngers as sisters with all purity. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7, we've read this before. Likewise, you husband dwell with them according to knowledge, given honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessels, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayer that your prayers may not be hindered. Now we have explained that first Peter chapter 3, verse 7, in the context of what we are looking at here at the beginning of Genesis. But you can see all the places that are read. First Timothy chapter 5 is really an interesting one. You can see that Pete, Paul was writing here to Timothy. And he was talking about how Timothy should relate to different people in the church. Remember, Timothy was was Paul protege. Okay. And Timothy was pastor one of the big church in the in the early church, the church in Ephesus. And Paul was writing Timothy and was asking him how to relate and how to interact with various members of the church. And he didn't just then just lump all of them together and say, just do this for everybody. No, you could see here that Paul was writing and say, treat each one of them individually for their sexual being. Then Paul, by the Holy Spirit, actually broke it down and said, Rebuke not an elder, entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters. And when he talked about the younger as sisters, and he added with all purity. So in our interaction in the church, in our interaction in the community, in our interaction in the workplace, yes, there are some things that that whether we are male or female, it does not really matter. There are things we can all do the same way. There are some things we can we, we are the same way, but there are some things that actually we do differently. We feel differently. We think about differently. We feel about differently. Our outlook about are different. These are not a thing for competition. Actually, these are quality that we should bring together to complement one another. And Peter was writing to the church in this particular case, talking about husband and wife, also talking about the differences, but not the differences that should separate, but the differences that should make us complement each other so that we can be efficient and we can be effective. He said that your prayer may not be hindered. Sexuality is an holistic time. Now, it is much more than sex. And it is much more than sexual orientation. Remember what we said? Let's go back to our definition. Let me define it again. Sexuality is who we are as male or female. What you enjoy, how you enjoy it, whether it's about sex or or other activities, what you think, how you think it, how you experience life, how you react to life, how you respond to life. Our sexuality encompasses not just sex, our attitude, our values, our feeling, our experiences, and all those other things. It is very, very important for us to understand this because the world is confusing this. You know, while preparing for this message, I tried to do some search about sexuality. And one of the things that occurred to me straight away is that the world confuses sexuality with sexual orientation. When people oftentimes talk about sexuality, the focus 
only on sexual orientation or they focus disproportionately on sexual orientation. Sexuality, our sexuality is much more than sex or sexual orientation. God did not create Adam and Eve as sex objects. So when we talk about sexuality, we are not just talking about our sex or sexual orientation. It is part of it. It is an important part of it. But it is not everything that sexuality is all about. And the world is confused about this. The world, oftentimes when the world is talking about sexuality, the, one, the world wants to divide us, want to label us, or want to say everything about us is all about our sexual orientation. That is not true. Our sexuality includes our sex includes our sexual orientation, but it is much more than that. Now, sexual orientation refers to sexual and romantic feelings for people of various gender. That's sexual orientation. Just like people have different religion. Okay, some people are Christians, some people are Muslims, some people are from other religion. Now, it's the same thing, sexual orientation refers to sexual and romantic feelings, sexual and romantic attraction that people have for various gender. Now, today, there are various sexual orientations. We have heterosexual, we have bestiality, we have pedophilia, we have homosexual, we have lesbianism, we have obviously heterosexual. Now, it is very clear reading the scripture. Now, I'm not talking about politics here. I'm not talking about confusion here. It is very clear when you read the scripture that the Bible only subscribes to heterosexual sexual orientation. Yes, even in Bible days, there were people that have various sexual orientation. The, the um, Sodom and Gomorrah of this world and when God was given the law to the children of Israel, it did talk about various sexual orientation that God said must not be named among them. You know, human beings sleeping with beasts and things like that. So the Bible recognized that people will, people did and people have down the age expressed different sexual orientation. But it is clear and I know a lot of people have tried to do a lot of gymnastic with this, trying to make the Bible, trying to twist the Bible to support all sorts of sexual orientation. Now, people can, people can have sexual orientation. People have the right to believe what they believe. Now, people have the right to say this is who they are. But we, that doesn't mean we have to make the Bible conform to that. Okay, this is not all. This is not about telling people that you don't have the right to be or say this is who you are. But what we are saying is that the Bible is very clear. That doesn't mean that that because you are heterosexual, that automatically opened the door of heaven to you. <laughs> okay, like somebody was trying to was trying to argue. <laughs> no, this is what we read in the scripture. Okay, and this is very, very important. Humans are sexual beings. Now, when you read the scripture, and this is, in, this is why it is very, very important, because I want to talk about sexuality in the Bible. When you read the, the scripture, your, your favorite character that you read in the, in the scripture, they were sexual character. Now, I'm not saying that they are sensual character. Now, I'm going to come to that because oftentimes, well, remember what I say, once you talk about sexuality, sex is the only thing that people talk about. Sexual attraction, sexual orientation. No. These were male. Your, your favorite 
Bible character was spoke about as male and female. Even in the story of the creation that we are in, the story of the creation and the story of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, sex, the sexuality of his main character was central. We're talking about Mary and Joseph. You see that they were they were engaged to be married. Okay, so so God talks about this major, major character in the scripture in the context of their sexuality. And this is very, very important. The Bible is full of sexual references. Remember what I'm saying? Sexuality, I'm not talking about sex. I'm not talking about sensuality. And we will be able to define those things, if not in this teaching the next. Somebody have counted, not me. They said that there are about 35 stories in the book of Genesis with sexual themes. Remember what I'm saying again? It's not a sex theme. It's not a sensual theme. We are saying that, that when you read this story, and I'm going to give you some example, you will see that it talks about this character in the form of the agenda. Okay, the agenda brings something to the table. The agenda actually was involved in the role that they play in those story. The agenda was involved in how those story play out, whether male or female character. And when you read the scripture, the story of the scripture, you will see that the story of the Bible, in those story, a whole lot of the agenda were involved in the unfolding of the story. And like I said, somebody, I've actually counted it, not me, that 35 or more of such story in the book of Genesis revolve around the agenda. They were able to fulfill the role they fulfilled because they were male or because they were female. Because God has created both gender to actually complement one another. Again, somebody I've counted, again, not me, that in the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul addressed 17 topics about sexuality, not about sex. <laughs> I know I'm going back to that. It's not telling them how to have sex, but it's telling them how to live together as male and female, whether in a home situation or in a church situation or in a work situation or in a community situation. Paul was writing them, there was a lot of problems in that city and a lot of problems in that church in, in because the world has influenced the, the outlook of the church and there was a lot of problems. People don't understand how to relate and how to express their sexuality. And in that book of, of, of Corinthians, Paul was dealing with that. Obviously, once we get it wrong about sexuality, we will get it wrong about sex. Once we get it wrong about sexuality, we will get it wrong about sexual orientation. Yes, this thing goes hand in hand. And we need to understand that sexuality is both procreative, but it is much more than that. It is also recreative. So our sexuality is not only just about procreation. Our sexuality is not only just about how to bring children into the world. It is that, it involves that, it includes that, but it is also about our creativity. Our creativity as male, our creativity as female, our creativity when we bring our sexuality together to work together to get the job done because we all express ourselves as sexual beings. And when we understand this, men will not gather together and sing like one guy sang, you know, uninformedly, no woman, no cry. That is crap. Sorry for using that word. It's because we don't understand. You know, men will come together and they will be pulling down women. Women will come together and they will be pulling that men. Men is because we don't understand. 
that we, God created us as sexual beings and God created us to express ourselves as sexual beings. We express our sexuality through our acts and through our relationship. Relationships are built on sexuality. Yes, relationships are not only built on sexuality. For example, you can go into a relationship because somebody have a, a kind of skill that they are bringing to that table. But remember, that individual with that skill is either a man or a woman. And that will affect the way they act and what they do in that relationship. In 1 Samuel chapter 28, verses 1 to 35, David was running away. He was a fugitive. Nabal was a rich man. David's men have been protecting him. He was sharing his, his, his sheep. He said, give us something. He, he basically insulted David and David was going to go and kill him, essentially. Now, it was interesting. Verse 14 says, one of the young men told Abigail the stupid thing that Nabal has done. And Abigail took off, get some things together, tell the servant to run ahead of her. And then she came behind, fell be before David and begged him and basically prophetically spoke into his life. And David renegated. Now, that story is the characters. You cannot, you cannot understand the character in those stories if you don't understand their sexuality. Now, the story is much more than their sexuality, but their sexuality were interwoven. Okay, the, the role they play in that story, the way they react, the way they acted in that story, the way they reacted, the, the way they thought and felt through that story was actually, you know, intertwined with the person that they are, they are, their maleness and their femaleness. What about Naaman? There was a girl that told her master that if only my master can go to Israel, to Elisha, he will be clean. You know that story? Naaman got, got uh, a go-ahead from the king. He went to Elisha. Elisha didn't come out. Elisha said, go and dip in the water. <laughs> Somebody said, go and jump in the water. That's not what he said. Go and dip in the water. Seven times, the man said, no, I'm not going to do it. And then the servant come and say, master, please, if the man of God has told you to do something much more difficult, will you not have done it? What will it cost? And the man did it. Again, look at that story. All the character in that story, their sexuality was very, very important in the unfolding of that story. You know this. What I'm saying is that the way we play out our role in life is colored by our sexuality. And that is a good thing. That is the way we have been made. That is not bad. That is not evil. That is a good thing. God created us sexual beings. What about the story of Ruth and Boaz, Ruth chapter 3? What about the story of Esther and Mordecai? Every single one of this story. These people were able to fulfill the role God asked for them in that situation that God has placed them by actually allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through their sexuality. Now, one of the things you will say is that, unfortunately today, the devil has inverted the role. Most people are allowing the devil to flow through their sexuality. Obviously, the way the devil has been able to do that for us is to make sexuality all about sexual orientation, to make sexuality all about sex. And now the devil, the people are allowing the devil to flow through their sexuality. What God has created for good, many people are using for evil. I think I'm going to stop there and by the grace of God, we'll pick this up next time. If you are listening to me tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that means you don't have a Savior. You don't have a rescuer. To rescue you from this sinking boat, you need a savior. Every one of us need a savior because all have sinned have come short of the glory of God. We cannot save ourselves. All our righteousness, your good deeds, you know, I'll do good. It will, you know, it will overbalance. It will till the balance on the side of my good. No, it won't do that. 
you cannot be good enough. You cannot save yourself. It's, it's like somebody that is sinking that doesn't know how to swim, want to save himself. If you flap, 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 in fact, you'll be sinking the more. But thank God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You can come to him today. Admit that you cannot save yourself. You are a sinner. You are a rebel. You need a savior. Ad- accept this this gift of salvation that he has given you ask him to save you and he will and he will bring you home you will become a daughter a son of god and when this is all over you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new heart do it right now tomorrow may be too late